When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Hot Up the Mess. I am your host, Samantha Bush, and I'm joined by the lovely, the beautiful, the hilarious, Gracie girl. Woo! She's <laughs> back, whether you people like it or not. Literally, show <laughs> you. I was like, enough, Gracie. It's unbearable. It's like, okay. You know, and that brings me to my next point. <laughs> I received a review last week that rocked my world. It was a review that said that I shouldn't drink water while recording a podcast, and I'm also lazy for doing so. And I just have to say, I would love for you fuckers to sit in front of a mic and talk for 60 minutes straight. You're going to get thirsty. Yeah. Also, you're on Zoloft, so that just makes your mouth dry. Yeah. Anyway, like my mouth is always a desert. It's desert storm. Okay. I mean, don't get me started. Like the, the reviews. And also, I'm just like, this is a free podcast. Like yeah. I, I, we're having fun. I understand. I'm trying to get the, the clicking noise under control. And I was hanging out with my parents last weekend and I noticed that they do it. So I'm like, fuck, it's genetic. Like genetic. I'm fucked. <laughs> You know, so it, I I hear the note, the drinking water, I refuse to stop doing because I can't help that I'm thirsty yeah. from talking. You gotta drink water. But as far as the clicking of the mouth, I will be knocking that off, you know? Honestly, my bet. I'll be doing my best. Every time you hear Sam drink water, let that be a reminder to you to also take a sip of water. We as a nation mm. are dehydrated. Also, I've gone on rants about these reviews and how mean and nasty they are, but like, also, we must give a shout out because the overwhelming majority is so or positive. They're so nice. Mm-hmm. I feel bad because like I only like give attention to like the two, three people that apparently fucking hate me. I know. They get such nice ones. And then everyone comes to Crazy Nation and they're so nice and I like it. Love it. Love it. Live, laugh, love. Exactly. So as everybody knows, I've moved. And, you know, this weekend was the weekend of organization. This was the weekend of unpacking some boxes and getting shit together. Yeah. Because I could only do so much during the week last week, like with work. And by the end of the work day, I'm like, I do not feel like I opened up my box spring and truly cried because oh. I was like, I have to build this. <laughs> like, I was so sad. All I wanted was a good night's sleep. My bags were hanging down to my oh. fucking ankles. Oof. And I was just couldn't handle it. But so I was opening up some boxes this weekend and I came across this box and like, I'm not a very like sentimental person, like a nostalgia. I don't know. Like it's just not my thing. Like I have a couple little things here and there that I have had for my whole life. But other than that, there's really not much I have. So I'm opening up this box and, you know, I found my like first stuffed animal, Mr. Bear, I found um, a certificate from when I played softball one time. You know, Danny said you should hang that. I said, go fuck yourself. (laughs) 
And then I come across this like crumpled up piece of paper. Oh. And I was like, what's this? I open it up. It's this list to say. It's like a Santa's Christmas list. A letter to Santa. Yeah. It was the darkest letter <laughs> to Santa. You would have thought I was like orphan fucking Annie. <laughs> and I was like, okay, you guys, I was expecting to see like American Girl doll, Barbie, you know, now CD, like something. I was clearly, I believe I was in like first or second grade, just from the handwriting, the way I spelled aunt Ooh. was aunt. strange. Well, I, cause I brought up my aunt in the letter. Oh, like I, wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Guys all i asked for this is so bad y'all <laughs> so dark but i want everyone to know like i'm okay it, we can <laughs> laugh about it like i give you permission to laugh okay and mind you you have to keep in mind like let me set the stage i'm going through all this shit. danny is sitting right next to me like oh, no. watching me do this i'm like danny who's jewish i go danny oh my god i found a letter to santa and he was like oh god like <laughs> something i never experienced yeah he was like oh great and it's so weird that I kept this. I don't know why I have it. Why? I don't know. Yeah. But the letter to Santa simply just asked for a loving family house. Ooh, 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 boy. Then I proceeded to describe it. What were, you didn't tell me the descriptors. I wish I could get it out. I wish you could. Maybe you should. I mean, I, I didn't get rid of it. I was like, I clearly kept this for a reason, you know? Yeah. But I was describing it like I wanted it to have a long driveway and I wanted the floors to be like this color and the walls to be this color. And it I wanted like a this. real estate goal list. <laughs> yeah. I was on House Hunters. Yeah. <laughs> for a loving family house. <laughs> and then on the back, it I ranked my, like what I wanted in order of like most important to least important yeah but i only put one thing and it was the most important it's a loving family house the back and the what rest was... of the the rest of the lines were blank were they getting divorced at this time or they divorced after and i think i have a theory i'm yeah. gonna get timelines from the parents i'm gonna be yeah. like when did you guys like what month did you divorce yeah because i believe they divorced when i was in third grade yeah so I'm like, they, they must have seen this. Because my parents were, like, not the kind of people that, like, ignored that shit. Like, yeah. not to get, like, too personal, but fuck it. I already said the darkest thing I've ever said on this fucking podcast. <laughs> Asking for a loving family house for Christmas. So, of course, you know, I did look at Danny and I was like, you know, if you were ever envious of the little kids and you know christmas Don't this is what we were asking for yeah there was darkness. you know <laughs> it's like there was darkness there was darkness afoot you it know was. it was and so um yeah i mean when they separated when i was like three years old my mom told me that it was because i had developed a stutter when i was like your three. mom did not tell you that not saying that i was the reason but oh. saying like they noticed that like i was so nervous about like yeah. the tension in the house and everything that like i started to stutter yes. and they okay. were like that's like not good so then no, they I separated. Thought you were saying like no divorced because you stutter <laughs> no then that would honestly that would explain my my christmas list um, if that was if that was the case um but i had to share that story with everybody because i found it so funny no, i texted you that. right away and i was like crazy 
one time I was like really like feeling emotional. I mean, my parents divorced when I was like a baby, so they were like nailed it there. But I had like a lot of emotions as a child. And I remember one time I got into poetry and I would write poetry and but like it was bad. So I watched As Told by Ginger. And oh my god, girl, favorite, favorite. The little girl perform, performs I'm a little seal girl living in a seal, sea world and nobody understands me. I wrote that into a poem and I gave it to my mom and I said, I feel like this. And what'd she do with that? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I was already in therapy, so they were like, we'll talk about that next week with Dr. Susan. Yeah, they're like, we'll tackle this a different day. A lot of um, it was, you know, if you can't laugh, I mean... If you can't what are you laugh doing? at your childhood sorrows, and I think honestly, children these days aren't as sad as they used to be, and that's where we develop sense of humors is like dealing with dark thoughts. Darkness. I feel like we don't have that anymore. I feel like everyone's like in therapy. I feel like the opposite. I feel like there's a lot of sadness out there. I just feel, I feel like, like kids. Are, I feel like kids are feeling emotions that maybe they're just learning to vocalize them sooner. Yeah, we I I internalized mine and became like obsessed with karaoke. And I was like, if I can't keep my family together, I'm gonna sing Shania Twain. That's at yeah. the least I can do for my personal growth. I used to tell you what I did. Like I would sing in the shower yeah. and I would sing really loud with the window open because I thought that if someone walked by, like that's how I would get discovered. Were you the one that also used to sleep pretty? Yes. <laughs> I tell them. <laughs> I used to be like, yeah, girl, we did that too. We were all like, what? Yeah, we were all sharing like our weird like things that we did that like we never tell anybody. So I'm gonna tell thousands of people what I used to do. So I used to do this thing where like I wanted to sleep pretty. Like I would have these like visions that like if I was sleeping in like my school mind you, elementary school. This is elementary school, middle school. I was like, I can't sleep with my mouth open. So, like, I'm not a mouth breather at night still to this day due to the fact that I trained myself to sleep pretty. I would have my hair, like, laying across my pillow. No, I would, like – Because you thought, like, you're – Because I thought – I go, what if – this is my thing. What if my crush came to my house and looked through the window and saw me sleeping? What would they think? And I was like, I have to sleep pretty. Isn't that demonic? It's demented. It's, it's so fucking crazy. Like the things that like kids used to think like, Gracie, I mean, I used to pretend that I was like sitting on a talk show yeah. and like answering questions. Yeah, I still do To that. myself. Yeah, TBH. I still do that. Like I'm, I'm in the bath and I'm like, or I'm in the bath. I'm in the shower, but sometimes the bath. And I'm like, you know, working on this movie, it was a real journey for us all. And it was a labor of love, you know. Like, still to this mm. day, it's fun. All the time. It's so fun. Or like because of America's Next Top Model, I used to pretend and um, I was doing a commercial in the shower yeah. and I would read oh. like the back of the shampoo bottles and I would try so hard to memorize what it said on the back because Tyra yeah. always said like you have to memorize. Yeah. Like you can't check your lines. I would wash my face and like throw it in my face, <laughs> like, face. 
Yeah. See, no, those things are normal. Uh, sleeping pretty, just in case your crush happens to come by your house at 1030 at night when you're in uh, fifth grade is not normal. And also I have to keep it. I have to remind everybody, like no one thought I was cute. Like no one had a crush on me in school. Like I was a weirdo. So I'm, it's like, it's not like I was like a part of like the cool girl crew yeah. and like that maybe <laughs> somehow could happen. This was like, this boy didn't even know I existed. Okay. You know, I'll never forget the time I, I ran into my crush. This was 10th grade. I'll never forget it. No, was it 10th? Yeah, it was 10th grade. I ran into him. He had no idea I existed. I had no clue. Yeah. I ran into him in the hallway and he was on his way to baseball practice. I was on my way to softball practice. And like, you know, that thing, like when you run into someone and you're both kind of like going like this, yeah, like you're, you're doing, doing the same things. thing. Yeah. Yeah. And you're kind of like doing this thing. I looked at this man. Dorky as hell. Got braces. I look like a goddamn mess. Yeah. And I looked at him and I said, oh, we're dancing. Oh, no. <laughs> and he looked at me like, like, who are you? Who the fuck are you? And I was mortified, Ooh, mortified. That, that's bad. And I was also in like my softball gear. So I was in like an XXL jersey with like my skinny little arms and like my no ass and my little cleats. Like it was softball. horrible for two years in high school. I was not good, but I was the morale on the team. Yeah. They, a personality hire, if you will. Absolutely. But okay. There are more important things we need to get to Way than me important. and my childhood traumas. Oof, I'm like nervous to talk about this all. You guys, we've gotten some news today. Some Great. tough, tough news. I couldn't even believe my eyes. I didn't believe it. I didn't. I called no, you. You didn't. You called. No, you said you're like, is this true? And I said, Kim is quoted in the article. Oh so I get the notification that Kim Zolciak. Dash Beerman, yeah. hyphen Beerman. They're getting divorced, her and Croy. It says, according to legal docs obtained by TMZ, the Real Houses of Atlanta star lists April 30th as the date of separation between her and her former NFL star. The two were married for 11 years and have four kids together during that time. And he legally adopted Ariana and Brielle. Kim says she's filing because the marriage is, quote, irretrievably broken with no hope of reconciliation. She's asking for primary physical custody of the kids and joint legal custody. And this is what really gets me. She wants to legally restore her maiden name. That is insane. That's the part for me. Oh, wow, 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 wow. It's like, it's really upsetting. I, you know, there aren't many things in this life that surprise me anymore especially coming right. off the heels of the scandal yeah this one caught me off guard like I mean, no i saw no red flags i you like there was nothing brewing for me no it was shocking to my core because sam and i's like not dirty little secret because i'm not like ashamed of it but we were we fancy ourselves a, a fan Here's my thing. I like anybody that makes me fucking laugh. And mm. she is one of the funniest housewives to have ever funniest. graced our television. I am completely understanding that she has said some fucked up things. And I can't explain that. But for an entertainment purpose only, I loved her shit. I loved when she was smoking cigs, drinking wine. I loved Don't Be Tardy. I loved mm -hmm. Don't Be Tardy when they go in the RV. I listened to House of Kim. That was embarrassing, but I listened to every episode. Like, yeah, 
Hey, Barb. Wow. I know. She's really on my ass when I podcast. Excuse me. So with Kim, it's, it's crazy. Because she's, she's like, this is my soulmate. I manifested this man. We saw them meet. We saw it. The chemistry was electric. Tight ass. I, like when I saw them meet, I was like, love, true love. True love. True love. The stars aligned for them. They got and, married on 11, 11, 11. Mm -hmm. They had four beautiful kids. Those three boys look like they could beat my ass. Beat my ass. <laughs> and you know what? They're good fucking kids. They always get awards at school. They're always yeah. getting certificates from their teachers saying that they're like the most well behaved. Yeah. Like they're the most polite little kids. I was like a, I was a Kim Zolciak. Like, like I loved her. Yeah. And like you said, like the problematic shit, I, I can't speak for that, Yeah. but I, I, you know, I do have such a soft spot in my heart for her because she does also represent like this golden era of like, exactly. to me. Spot for like any of like those, OG, those OGs, like Oh six, you know, like pre social media, pre plastic mm -hmm. surgery type looks like she was busted on that fucking story. <laughs> when she said she was 29 years old. Bitch. The first reunion, I said where? Okay, so actually, while I'm thinking about this, because obviously, like I've I'm on the Instagram, I'm looking up everything, I'm on the Twitter. Yeah. And obviously, Croy adopted Brielle and Ariana, mm -hmm. which is a stand-up thing to do. And everyone's like, Well, what's gonna happen? Well, he still has re legal rights to them as their legal parent, but mm -hmm. when Ariana got arrested last year or this year for a DUI, guess what her name was on her mugshot? What? Lulciak. So I don't think those girls legally changed their names. They just did on Instagram? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I've been digging on the interwebs. It's so You have. You are on the front line. I know. I don't I, – sometimes I just find myself on the front lines. And I, when I listened to House of Kim, which was her podcast, when Croy was the co-host, they would mm -hmm. talk about all kinds of things, all kinds of things. And one of them being business dealings. And I remember, and this was years ago because they haven't posted in a long time. I remember inexplicably, they never said they were ending it. It just stopped one day. That was a wild Wednesday. When was the last episode? Years ago. I think like two wow. years ago. Yeah. But uh, I was would listen to it, and Croy was – I don't know this to be – like, if he was their official manager, but he mm -hmm. was managing a lot of the business dealings with, like, the girls, with their brand deals, Kim and with her brand Cashmere. deals. Cashmere. with Cab. So I got a little curious. The, the kitten bit. The curiosity kitten. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So I log in. To the department of whatever dot gov at Georgia. And I'm like looking up all their trademarks and such. And I'm like, da, 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 da. and then finally I see cab, which is Kim Ariana Brielle's Real. cosmetic line, which is also line. it's in Walmart. I'll leave that there. And I look it up and guess who's the owner? Croy. Croy. So he is the owner of like all their little businesses and my theory, which is unproven, allegedly, I have no fucking idea. I don't know okay. these people personally, is that they started having all these money problems publicly in the last year or so, correct? Yeah. So, we all 
I've always wondered like how yeah. they're staying alive with yes. how much they spend. Well, they but, could have lived a normal life with all that money. It never, it never was like public. And then right. we started getting like court docs involved. Yes. So I think when all of that started coming out publicly, Kim was like, hey, babe, what the fuck's going on with our cash? Tell me the tea. And he was hiding it, hiding it, hiding it, hiding it, hiding it. Do you think it was like a Ponzi scheme? Almost like maybe a Tom Girardi. Where he like, yeah. where like he couldn't, like he owed someone money and he right. like kept owing people money maybe. And like yeah. he couldn't keep up with it anymore. I get this vibe from Croy and this comes from the House of Kim podcast. Ugh, I hate even saying that. Yeah. <laughs> that just rolls off the tongue. I know. The House of Kim podcast is the tough. The vibe I get from Croy, and this is probably going to be unpopular opinion, oh, he boy. is kind of a know-it-all douche. And mm. he acts like he knows he's the smartest in the room and he knows everything and yada, yada, yada. So I think he was running these businesses with a false sense of confidence. Mm. And like, I think he ran him into the fucking ground. Mm. And I think Kim got wind of it got pissed and was like, you're not going to fuck with my bag and my children. I'm leaving you and I'm getting rid of this fucking name because I want nothing to do with you because you're broke. It's just so fucking crazy. For me, the name change is what really is getting me because you see a lot of women like look at Camille Grammer, for example, or like Luann Deliceps, someone like that where they maybe had like an ugly divorce, but for the sake of their kids, they want to keep the name the same because it's like a hassle, the school, blah, 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 blah. It's just to feel like more like a family, I think. Yeah. So for her to want to change it just back to Zolciak is tough stuff. And it's just, you know, and then I went back and I looked at her Instagram and we were on the phone while, we, while I did this and Kim hasn't posted since January. Yeah. And you and I were like, Oh my God, how do we not notice? But that just says how much you and I just thought they were okay. We didn't even have to check in on them. We just thought. She deleted their anniversary post today. (gasps) On 11 11. Mm -hmm. Oh boy. Yeah. I mean, it's brutal. And I think it's nasty. And I. It's going to get real nasty. Well, those twins, you know, I was like, oh no, those poor like five year old twins. They're nine. They're Mm -hmm. fucking nine. They're gearing up. Yeah, they're gearing up for middle school. Like, they're old. They're about to be double digits. Well, they're about to have their own brand deals and accounts. Do you remember when Kim got into so much trouble for photoshopping her daughter? Yeah, she would photoshop her nose. And her butt. Yeah, it was really weird. That was a yeah. really weird era for Kim. I know. Can't Kim, defend it, but it's I've funny. seen worse things on Instagram. Amen, amen. But this news is shocking. It's shocking. It's upsetting. It's – I want it all filmed – you know, you I want come back to Atlanta. No, I don't think she'll come back to Atlanta. I think the, the girls are done with her, but I do hope she gets a show on some network. Well, put her on freebie, have... put her on Tubi, put her on fucking I love freebie, put her on public I... access. Like, I don't care. Ariana and Brielle are, were supposed to get their own show. I like know. that was in the workings. What called... happened? It was called cut off. And like, I know. Was... So but that's what I'm saying. Like, Croy probably fucked that up. I'm just sad. Like I thought, I could cry. Like I wish you would. I've cried so much on this podcast. Like it's really crazy. I love when whack a doodle time. It's whack a doodle time. (laughs) It's fucking whack a doodle time, and it's if we ever had a podcast, just me and you, it should be called it's whack a doodle time. 
It's wackadoodle time. Sure is. I'm. Do you think Brielle and Ariana are going to say something? Yes. No. You know who? Oh, are you fucking kidding me? Do you think those things are bad? If it is bad, and Croy did something fucked, yeah, I can picture Ariana being the one to say something. I don't think Brielle would. I think Ariana's got a little, you know, Kim in her. We didn't think so. Is such a disappointment. I know. We all had some try hopes. We don't remember. Like that was like that was Croy's girl. Like that. Remember the wedding when he gave them rings? Yeah. I have the chills. Like, I thought he was this good. Remember, his family hated her. Yeah. And Kim would, like, try to make him, like, his, like, favorite meals. And his mom would be like, you're horrible at this. Where is Chef Tracy Bloom going to go? I hate Chef Tracy Bloom. Why do you hate Chef Tracy Bloom? Oh, she do to you? I cannot stand her. She was the downfall of that show. What? What? Horrible. I find her so annoying. I find her so disgusting the way that she walks around that kitchen making lasagnas i just she makes me sick <laughs> she does walking around my kitchen i hate her with that fucking apron on that you chef's know what, coat you know what i never liked Ugh. about chef tracy bloom what tell me is the joke she would make about like having a crush on brielle I found that incredibly inappropriate because Brielle was like, she was a teenager. She was like 18 and like Mm -hmm. in her own home. Yeah. But then you got to look at her mom, you know, who's saying that Brielle can blow whoever to get John Legend tickets. Honestly, it's so iconic. No, I know. (laughs) That was so funny. It was so funny. You know, you know what I hope happens? I hope Kim Golsiak goes on two teas in a pod with Tamara and Teddy. (gasps) Oh, That'd no, be good. Get Kim Zolciak on Call Her Daddy. Oh my God, sitting down that chair in some sweatpants. I will sign a petition to get it done. How do you feel about Alex Cooper? Uh, you know me. I We've talked about this before privately. I used to be very anti-Call Her Daddy. I thought it was really weird and gross when it was like, if you think your man's cheating, suck his best friend's dick. I did not like that. Yeah, that was a really no. weird era. Yeah, and like, but- I had a friend who was like an avid listener and be like, so I heard on this podcast how to hack your man's texts. I'm well, like, this is like not what we should be doing. Yeah. I didn't love that message being pumped out to like young impressionable women. Okay. Now she is one of she's like the Barbara Streisand of her time. Barbara Streisand. I mean, nope. Barbara Walters. Walters. <laughs> I was like, is she a singer? I wish. No, Barbara. She gets great interviews. I think she's she great would- interviews. I do wish her she would press a little bit more, get some better questions. Um, you know who presses? Nick Vial. I know that man gets everything. Mother, I hate him. I, I know. hate him. Uh, last week's podcast was a shock. I literally said I agreed with him on something. It I was mean, horrible. It was so hard for me to say, but that man gets the fuck. He gets to the juice. Like he gets to the meat. And he's fucking engaged to like a child. Yeah, eighteen year age difference. That's sick. That and is you know what's sick. the worst? She's like so fucking beautiful. Of course she is. Like her, course. she's so like naturally gorgeous. Like it's it makes me sick. I'm naturally gorgeous. Same. My eyes okay. get into my skull. No, <laughs> I look like I haven't seen the sun in a year. No, I think you look pretty. Um. Okay. I want your thoughts. I want your thoughts 
on number one, Taylor Swift releasing Speak Now. Yep. And Taylor Swift dating Matt Healy, allegedly, from the 1970s. Well, I'll start with the positive. Okay. Speak Now came out in, I want to say 2010, which was a really important 2010, year. 2010, 2011. Which was an important time for both of us. I was oh, we were yeah. graduating high school. It is one of my favorite albums, not for like any like it's musically like defining it's just those songs meant so much it was musically defining no i'm saying it's like not because like the music was so amazing that like it's my favorite album but just like in the time of my life when it came out it is so important to me mm-hmm. when i knew it, it was to us i knew it was coming but because like the Swifties, because she's re-releasing all of them, the Swifties are using their witchcraft to like, oh my god, figure out the this and the that. And you know what fucking sucks, Gracie, is I shit on them all the time in my mind. Of course, not publicly yeah, yeah. because I don't yeah. want to get attacked. Yeah, but the thing that sucks is like they're usually right. They aren't. They are wrong. Oh, okay. they're, <laughs> they're wrong more than they're right. Oh, really? They're, yes, because they say okay. some crazy crazy shit sometimes they're like mm-hmm. the numbers of the letters of the words that add up to this taylor is going to perform at the con- at congress and it's like what the fuck are you talking about they're like latitude longitude it's insane they're mentally yeah. ill but I I, but also as a proud member of the hive the beehive that's you with beyonce yeah. like mm-hmm. i can't really shit on them i will say i'd rather be in the beehive than the swifties just are you trying to like get like attacked so i like are you trying to get my reviews fucked up discourse no don't if you want to fight me you come to my instagram directly yeah i'm looking at speak now i'm looking at the track list like every single one of these songs is so fucking hits enchanted back to december oh my god dear john Dear John, the story of us never grow up. Better than revenge. That's a thing. Innocence, mean. I hope she doesn't. Last change. kiss. I hope she doesn't change. Better than revenge. Why would she? Because she like came out. Oh, like, it was like about that girl. It was about Camilla, Camilla Bell. Or whatever. Yeah. Ever don't change it. Don't change it. Let us have a little internalized misogyny. Proceed. <laughs> on the mattress. Whoa. <laughs> That was really upsetting. <laughs> okay. I, I know I'm so excited. It's and then have you seen the rumors of her releasing a book two days later? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I have. So it I'm confused because I don't want to buy into it because the Swifties are weird. And mm. they're but she also said, like, she said, Dear readers in her mm. post, which I didn't understand what that was. But then in the caption on her Instagram, she's like, just in time for like July 9th, if you know, you know. I don't know, Taylor. Like, it's in don't, a song. Why are you speaking in code to us all the time? Because her fans eat it the fuck up and she's doing what she does best. And it, it's honestly, you know what I have to t- say is it's really, really nice to see her at her, at her most beloved. Yeah. Yeah, because I think for a really, really long time, people really shit on her. Well, I think it wasn't cool to like Taylor. It wasn't cool. She was, you know, writing about boys, but it's like, I mean, we've already disputed that point a million times. I don't have to get into that on this podcast. How stupid I thought that fucking point was. Right. But I think now, like how she treats her fans, how she 
puts on these concerts for her fans. Yeah. It's so not something we see anymore. Like she performed till 2 a.m. last night I in know. the rain for her fans, got fined $100,000 for doing so and was like, they fucking waited for me. I'm performing for them. I don't give a fuck. Right. And then you have people like Morgan Wallen who cancel because he supposedly lost his voice. Yeah. The, the, an hour, you know, they after just- the concert was supposed to start it's just like these these artists are fucking babies mm-hmm. and you put you get what you put out yeah and they're not putting out anything for for their right. fans and it's like people now they're like okay i'm gonna stream music for free but unless you're giving us as fans like our due and like what we deserve like we're not gonna go buy your album no you know we probably never will I think we've just been in the last like 10 ish years have gone through this like total transformation of like girl, young girls and like young women were shamed for liking things. Like whether it be like Starbucks, whether it be pumpkin patches, boots, Ugg boots. Like we were just like, if you, if we like, if young girls liked something, it was like, you fucking loser. And Taylor Swift fell into that. Mm-hmm. And so now we're entering the stage, like, fuck you. I'm going to like what I like. And I don't like, this brings me joy and I am going to celebrate that joy. And so mm-hmm. now people can unapologetically like what they like. And that's what I'm seeing too, is people are unapologetically liking her. Yeah. Like they don't care anymore. They're excited yeah. about their era's outfits. They're excited yeah. to see her. They're, it's everywhere. You can't escape it. And it's just, I'm really happy to see that. And like, I get, I talk to Danny all the time about this when it comes to like, why is it a guilty pleasure that I like reality TV, but like you have a fantasy baseball league? It's because you're a woman and it's exactly something, it's something that is like, like you manage known. a fake team yeah. and that's not a guilty pleasure. That's a hobby. But like and me like, talking about reality TV, I'm like, do you know how many times I have to like defend my job or no. not even defend it, but I also have to like kind of pad it with something like yeah. I have to kind of make the joke first like oh yeah I know it's kind of stupid like I have to say that and it's like yeah. that's something I want to stop doing it's internalized misogyny and it's like we all have it yeah of course like people are coming at me f- about my Tom takes with Ariana oh I mean it's when people talk but- to me about my stupid little Instagram stories see I just did it my Instagram stories where I talk about things that I like, which is like sister wives or like my flowers are dying. What do I do? I found a taser this morning. Like, it's just me like talking. Being silly goose. People will like people in my real life, like no one comes up to me that I don't know, but people in my real life like, oh my God, like I love your silly little stories. And I'm always like, oh my God, like me just being an idiot. Uh, Yeah, I'm always like, I'm such a clown. (laughs) I'm so stupid. And it's like, Gracie, just like, shut the fuck up. It's and like, like no, I know. And Danny always tells me, he's like, stop doing that. I know. Like, you've done something really cool. Like, yeah. stop, like, putting yourself down about it. Oh, Taylor would be so proud of this discourse. You know, so proud. Yeah. So but proud. No mean the- girls here. N- none. We're nice. We're sweet <laughs> You and I are sweet girls. We are. I mean, just like, don't fucking piss me off, you know? Oh, I mean, what are you going to, like, Sam? You are like, what am I really going to do? Yeah, you're this, you're the sweet person. Like, don't piss me off. I'll cry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, okay. literally. Well, me. let's talk about Maddie. Healy. No. Oh, yeah. 
I was um, going to avoid. Yeah. Well, I have been shout out to you because I've always like, I love 1975 as somebody who's yeah. like a, a Tumblr girly who was yeah, like, he's very Tumblr era. Vibe. Yeah. I, I mean, I was a Tumblr, a, a try. I wanted to be a Tumblr girly. I was not, but I tried really hard. And I, his, I like the music. It's happy. But I know. It's my attention that he's been doing naughty, 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 naughty things like Nazi salutes mm-hmm. and posting list of Jews on his Instagram. Yeah. That's not good. So it's rumored that him and Taylor are dating. Yeah. Which I don't and believe, by the way. I don't I, Okay. Tell us why you don't believe that. It's to Taylor Swift has always shown us what we she wants us to see like taylor if she like we didn't know about joe for a while like we she but do you think she's over that era of like i'm done hiding no. who i'm with no i think taylor is just like i'm gonna control you how you view me i'm gonna control the whole story around all this which as she should it's her whole brand i think they're like he i think i think they're like probably gonna like to have a duet or something or he's gonna play a song I yeah because jack antonoff came out and said that they like each other what yeah like like i don't know Am I 10? does he like like her <laughs> <laughs> like boyfriend girlfriend like boyfriend girlfriend like that movie is about to be our whole personality we're gonna be so insufferable movie? the barbie movie oh fuck i i know I know it's that's gonna be fun. bad like we're not gonna be okay no we're gonna be so old. so I've like heard, I've seen rumblings of like his problematic behavior on Twitter yeah and then someone posted this account is called anti-hero and die um shout out to them it's a Taylor Swift account okay and um they said it's a thread basically detailing all of the problematic racist anti-semitic bullshit that he spews and misogynistic and i'm like in shock mm-hmm. that like this isn't talked about more like mm-hmm. i don't understand i don't understand how taylor's team would even be okay with her being like linked to someone like this so back in january of this year he was filmed doing a nazi salute during his um perf- he was like performing and he said thank you kanye very cool and did the nazi salute and people are trying to defend it being like well he's it was being like it was supposed to get like the adverse reaction like like making fun of kanye i'm like you don't do that like that's just not something you do period yeah and then he also um a few days a few months later or a few weeks later excuse me he posted on his instagram a wikipedia page called list of jews um makes me uncomfortable then he po- then he was in an interview and he called ice spice a chubby chinese lady and mocking api accents um i mean and there's like audio of this this isn't like someone's like m- somehow misconstruing something yeah. like there's and like the list just goes on and on and on he says he posted on instagram an instagram story saying you start dating a muslim girl then boom Oh yeah, like he's deeply problematic. He's he also followed Kyle Rittenhouse on Instagram. He followed Andrew Tate on Instagram. Uh, yeah, like this guy is not rotation. And then so he was getting interviewed by these two women, and I there's not a date on this. Yeah, but it he says to them these are quite heavy questions for girls that that are dressed like you. 
Yeah. So, you know what I mean? It's just problematic. I think it's weird that people are praising him and Taylor. I also don't think that they're actually together. I think they might be coming out with a duet or something like you said. Yeah. Because it's normally like not this like black and white. It's not this overt ever. No, no, no. And she also like just broke up with Joe, which was like a six year relationship. So if in the off chance this is real, like Matty Healy's like an ex heroin addict. Well, like, he, like uh, he's also ugly. See, I don't want to get into that. Well, he's anti Semitic, so I know him. he's he's disgusting. I did go through a phase in life where I was so attracted to men who look like wet cigarettes, and we've uh, all been there. God, I did. Oh my God, this I know. Eater. <laughs> But let's talk about something positive. You and I. Disgusting. Yeah. We. Obviously. I do not stand. No. No, 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 no. But I want to talk about something positive. Yeah. I want to talk about a little show that grabbed us by the heartstrings. Oh, I didn't know we were going to talk about this. I forgot. And then I just remembered. Oh, thank God. Queen Charlotte. A Bridgerton tale. And, and let me tell y'all when okay. when i started this show when i clicked it on my little netflix i was when like, you started queen charlotte or bridgerton queen charlotte okay when i started queen charlotte i was like great i just need something light and fun and colorful mm-hmm. and pretty and like you wanted the music that they play like you wanted like a little sex. horny like yeah it was, i was really looking forward to that and boy did i get taken for a total journey <sighs> truly one of the most heart-wrenching love stories i've ever seen ever like truly and it was and i know people some people don't like it chris lewis (laughs) and like he loved it but he hates it you know and and those people have very valid points but like for taking it for i'm ignoring it so am i i'm ignoring your takes and it was just it was it's such a beautiful story like beginning to end i binged it in a day and a half Uh, same yeah you and i were on the same kind of journey i was a little bit ahead of you so i was like waiting for the text like Like, i was waiting responding to me and i was like hello hello Hello? um so i watched season one of bridgerton and like everybody else we were fucking locked up yeah nowhere to go that show grabbed us like it wrapped it like by the bus by the literally everyone was throbbing over that show throbbing i mean and then you know when you really think about the show when you're talking about it you're like that was really weird like he like jerked off like in the corner like after you know like weird shit like that but in the moment like you didn't care it was just it was sexy and fun and different and like whatever beautiful season two i know that people loved it Mm -hmm. i really wasn't that into it it was a slower burn it was was like i don't know it just felt kind of it was a difficult transition because bridgerton came in like boom here we are like we're fucking we're sucking we're wearing pretty dresses Mm -hmm. and we're dancing to music that's like yeah instrumental but like like love story from taylor swift yeah like i don't know why i keep singing on this fucking podcast and i'm trying to get discovered i wish i fucking somebody's come save me from this life but i season two i loved it because i it's not my favorite season by any means but like it was a really good story to me it was less like captivating but i liked the story Mm -hmm. 
But Queen Charlotte. Ooh, did something different. It combined the best of both season one and season two as far as like how it was structured. And like it did it so differently because we, the first few episodes, you're in Queen Charlotte, like her point of view and like what she's experiencing. So they, they take you back. Yeah. In time. So the, I'm going to put a spoiler alert up oh, right now. Stop. Spoiler flashing. Wheel, wheel, wheel. Yeah. Yeah. Stop <laughs> what you're doing. If you don't want a spoiler, turn this off. Yeah. I will be putting the timestamp in the caption. Um, but so the story starts as Queen Charlotte as a young girl. So like mm-hmm. it's her origin story. Mm-hmm. And it kind of goes back and forth, but you get a lot of her origin story. It's, it's not. Like- it's like 90% her origin story yeah. and then 10% her in like quote unquote present day, like trying to get her children married off mm-hmm. and get as yeah. So you, you see queen Charlotte meet King George and like their wedding and all and sh- just how he was like detached from her. And like, as the viewer, you didn't really understand it for no. And like, I was like, what are we watching? Well, like, I was, I was like, so confused. I thought he was gay. Well, when he when they flashed to him like showing up for dinner and then they fuck for the first time, I was like, I literally thought in my head, I was like, this is cheap, sh- shitty writings, Shonda, because like we don't even know like why he did that. Like, I know. Where was I thought he? that too. I was like, you fucking lazy bitch, Shonda. Like, yeah, but you know what Shonda said? Chill. Yeah, she I said that, you girl. She said, hold on, fatso. I'm coming to you. <laughs> I'm holding you in my hands. You're safe, you know, and I should really trust her because she gave us grace. She gave us scandal. She gave yeah. us everything. She gave us TGIT, you know, yeah. and, and go ahead. this show, the first few episodes, I was like into it. Like, cause it's, it's so Shonda, like the yeah. writing, the monologues, the, the every, the way that they're communicating, like it's so Shonda as, yeah. as Jared Alexander said, that's Shonda's pen, you know, a hundred percent, hundred percent. Then when we get to the story of what's yeah. really going on with the King. Oh my God. I was struck. And you know, what? a lot of people could say, Sam, you could Google King George. Well, I knew he and was get the tea. Mad, like I knew he was the mad King. So I didn't know that. I um, didn't know these people were real. You Oh, it was tough. It was tough to learn, you know? Yeah. Okay. Well, I've, yeah, infamously no. Moving on, Bad King George. Yeah, you know who so, was also the king that like lost the Revolutionary War. Like America became America under King George. It's King George is the guy from Hamilton. It's the same guy. Yeah, yeah, yes. What? You'll be back. Yeah, it's the same one. Oh my god. This is really rocking my world. History is a crazy bitch. Well, you know you and I with history. I love history. I love it too, but what do we know? Nothing. We know I know more than you. No, I no. Sam, we know different things. T. There we go. I love women lifting women up. We know different things of different eras. Yes, yeah. I'm aware King George. Put us together. We could give you a rough timeline of, of, <laughs> of everything. Oh my God. Don't get us started on the pilgrims. That rocks our world. Honestly, y'all, this is so embarrassing. But Sam no, please and I, tell the story. Well, Sam and I thought we literally like landed in America, the pilgrims, and then immediately started the Revolutionary War. I was unaware that we had been here for a couple hundred years. 
that it like still gives me a chill like I don't I'm like I when you told me that I was genuinely like what well when that became clear to me when I got humiliated in a public okay also like before everyone fucking yells at us and thinks like oh my god bimbo city like I don't want to get canceled for not knowing about pilgrims but I just have to say this is a question for everybody I can I swear to god there are two things that I learned in history class every single year over and over and over again and it was the industrial revolution yeah John Locke Oh, I don't know that is. Oh, same. You yeah. learn it every year. You think I'd know. And the third is World War II. I mean, don't get started Depression. on learning about the Civil War. That was it? War. That was it. The, I learned about the Civil War in the South. In Georgia. Yeah. You got a, I think you got a little bit of a different twist on it than I did. Uh, Will and I were talking about it because Will and I went to the same school. And the, we were like, hey, by the way, the way we were taught the Civil War was absolutely fucked. And I read a book. Um it's called what your history books get wrong and it's a great book and it just like basically dismantles everything we learn and absolutely fucked i need to read that oh it's a great book because i love history like i love learning about it it's really good because it's all the way we're taught history is from a very specific lens that is historically inaccurate yeah and things that we learned about are totally untrue and it's crazy but anywho sorry i didn't know the pilgrims in the revolutionary war were so far apart but anywho george so we find out that he is like struggling with mental illness and i just want to say this really quickly he was um, the poor guy he was really like hit dementia bipolar there's all kinds of theories of what was wrong with him yeah why i love queen charlotte the show so much is because the how they depicted mental illness was something so refreshing that i hadn't realized that we hadn't seen that before which is that like despite your mental illness you are still worthy of love and acceptance like you don't need to cure yourself to be loved and like it was just something i'd never seen before and I can't imagine how that would feel viewing as somebody who struggles with mental illness and like seeing someone that was accepted for who they are in, in their totality. Like she, Queen Charlotte didn't love like sane, like Claire, clear, whatever, like in his present mind, George. And like, that's it. And she tolerated the other stuff. She loved all of it. And it was mm-hmm. really, really, really beautiful. It was really beautiful. And when you texted me that, I mean, it made me cry all over again because it just like really got me good. Yeah. It really, I could cry right now. It was like when she said to the doctor, like, I don't need you to fix him. I just want him to be happy. And And this isn't making him happy. And this is torturing him. Yeah. And they like, I mean, like I said, spoiler. So if you're here at this point, you got through the pilgrim talk. I mean, God bless. (laughs) you know it was hard to watch him be like waterboarded and you know electroshock therapy i would think the burn and the the hitting with the the rods it was horrible and electricity yet there was not electricity yet okay so maybe not electroshock therapy no not that one not that one um (laughs) what do i know (laughs) such an idiot king george got electroshock yeah (laughs) <laughs> it's a really George had a had a ring light outside like <laughs> he was losing followers like well, crazy well so like when he was in the observatory when she went and she was like because I'm gonna visit him like I'm sick of this shit yeah and she goes to his observatory 
And she kind of is like, what's going on? Like yeah. she could tell he was like sleeping there and like was kind of, he was like yeah. very manic. Like he was, but not, he wasn't ever dangerous. Like no. he just was in like kind of a manic headspace, like where he becomes like very hyper fixated on things. Mm-hmm. And one of his things was like space. Like he yeah. loved space yeah, and learning about the stars and like Venus and like the heavens, the heavens. She is, you know, I, I, it was just a beautiful beautiful story and like the way that she just loved him and there was a quote that she said where she was like love is a choice oh my god and oh. i was a fucking wreck yeah she was talking to her children because mm-hmm. like, they were getting married and they they were scared like what if well, i don't love them when it would flash to her quote-unquote present day when she was like pressuring her children to give um, she was a cold heir. bitch well she was an heir but then at the end it makes it made sense she only wanted king george's reign to be successful and how you have a successful reign or like empire is that you have an heir and so she was only focused on like closing that gap with king mm-hmm. george so she could do it for him and he could mm-hmm. do it for himself and so as soon as he, her son, you know, gets married, has the baby, she goes to him and he's not there mentally. He's not there anymore. They don't live in the same place no, anymore. He, he's gone, you know, mentally. He's with in the a, heavens. He's with the heavens and like the mental land. That's what they call like where he goes. Yes. And they, she crawls under the bed because that's where they hide that's from what the they heaven. do. And she was like, we did it. Like you did it. Like your line is safe. And he looks at her and he goes, our line and then he goes you didn't go over the wall and she says i didn't go over the wall and then it flashes to when they're young and it just like all makes sense (laughs) they're like holding hands and like they kiss they kiss and it's just like this sweet moment because in that moment he's he's there just george oh farmer farmer george (laughs) we are disgusting you and i I know. One second we're giving history lessons. The next we're talking about this. And then then, you know, there's a lot of side characters. You get a lot of Lady Danbury. Oh, I was really I was really into her storyline too. Like I was just it had me in its fucking grip. It's all I watched. Like I went to the Uh, pool. It's all I can think about. I went to the pool. pool. Yeah. And I was like, I need to leave. Like I need to go watch. Queen Charlotte. I need to go watch Queen Charlotte. Danny was passed out on Mucinex nighttime <laughs> next to me. Is he feeling better? Yeah, he is. But it was a rough go over there for a sec. Um, and uh, wow. And then Brimsley. I really, I really can't talk about Brimsley. I'll talk about it. So she has her hand, her right hand man, her yeah. little helper, and his name yeah. is Brimsley. And the king has one too. And then you find out that the two helpers are lovers. And gay lovers, gay lovers. Gay lovers, gay lovers. And they like have to do everything in private and like it's very secretive. And like they they also kind of have like a contentious relationship at times because like his lover's trying to do what's best for the king and he's trying to do what's best for the queen, but ultimately like they make it work. Right. And so like you see him as an older man, like following um her around still, you know, and he like defends her like he's to the death. Virgin. Y'all will recognize he, him. He is a king. But not. But not. There's a scene, you guys. So the king, the queen is like, we have to throw this ball to like show the parliament that you're like in a right state of mind. Yeah. 
and he was nervous and he blah, blah, blah. And then they do this dance and it's like amazing. And then the camera pans out and you see Brimsley to the forest and you see Brimsley and his lover dancing in the dark underneath the trees, like in private, like secret. So no one could see them. And they're doing this beautiful little dance together. And then it flashes to the future and you see Brimsley doing this dance and he's alone. I know. That, when I tell you. That? It felt like I got punched in the fucking gut. No, I wasn't okay. I was crying so hard that Will came in and was like, what's going on? Like, it was like someone in my life, like, had passed away. I was like, (gasps) like, it was just so unexpected and so heartbreaking and sad because the the way Shonda wrote it was to like leave you like wondering what happened to him and apparently there was a cut scene that shows them passing you got like all the behind the scenes tea there's a cut scene that shows them passing each other in the hallways as older gentlemen mm. but they cut it and so it leaves I'm you glad they did same because in my mind how I portrayed it was like he passed away like tragically mm-hmm. and like never found love again yeah which is devastating. Like, but I love Lady Danbury. Oh my God. I she love her. The girl who played her is so beautiful. So beautiful. He was working in a butcher shop when she got the call that she got the part. And she's American. Throw it the Oscar. Throw it the Oscar. Throw it quick. Well, then you know Lady Danbury is an older gal. She's also stunning and gorgeous and beautiful, but yeah. she's best friends with her um ex-lover's daughter. That's a tough, that's a tough note. I loved it though. I also loved, I ate that the fuck up, those crowns. I love that. And the daughter laid them out everywhere. She was playing chess. Mm -hmm. I love that Lady Danbury also chose not to remarry. Me too. She was like, you know what? She got me, she got proposed to. Yeah. You know what? I really fuck with Queen Charlotte. She was like, you could have just told me. Like, I got nervous at that part. Me too. She was coming about her, about the brother. Yes, I was like, girl, please don't make me hate you right now. Don't do mm-hmm. it. Like, but she was like, you could have come and talked to me. And then was like, wow. I'll call you up soon. And it was nice to see like why Queen Charlotte is so tough and yeah. like why she is so harsh. And then to see her be so soft with him. Yes. It's it, like it, gives it's like really so sad. Um and it gets the Sam and Gracie stamp of approval so hard. So hard. And like we don't give we only give that out to like most Adam Sandler movies. <laughs> like stupid i'm sorry i will not apologize for loving adam sandler no but i refuse don't make us watch tar because we're not gonna like it it's not gonna happen i tried i I failed no i tried give me happy gilmore give me silly goofy give me grown-ups i have a really bad take that you're gonna hate me for Mm. i watched mulan for the first time this weekend didn't like it but you're it, a Baz girl. I am a Baz girl, but it was like Baz turned up. Like it was. You didn't think Elvis was Baz turned up? No. You no. didn't think the Colonel was, was Baz turned up? <laughs> Christmas boy. No. <laughs> I I could follow the Elvis story. Moulin Rouge. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Wait, what couldn't you follow? The, the, the plot. What do you I, mean? Because, okay. I also stopped it like. A little over halfway because i couldn't take oh, it so you anymore. gave up it was so intense i was getting a headache 
it is an intense movie it was like okay it's a lot of red too we're gonna trick we're gonna trick citrine into like hanging out with you and you're gonna read her your poem to get funding for this play but then cut to like two seconds later and like she's fully in on it and they're tricking the other guy into getting funding for the play i'm like when did when did we cross when did, it makes it's so okay. i it, hear you i, I you know. know i disagree i'm sure um, it was also like 11 where it's like well okay okay so i watched this comedy when did you watch this was it, was it after Queen Charlotte? on saturday it was, was it after Queen charlotte yeah it okay. was right after so i have a story about this whole okay. like i have a theory. it's not even a theory i i feel like it's just facts yeah I, i'm just now putting it i don't know just listen to me listen so i was staying with my mom and her and i were like what should we watch tonight and i was like let's watch this comedy special by tim dylan who like i think is so funny yeah He's like always kind of teetering the line of like being offensive, but also like being factual. And like, there's some jokes that he puts out that truly I had my mom and I had to pause it because we were laughing and crying so fucking hard. I love that. When he was talking about how when COVID first started and like we all were like, nature is healing, like the earth needed this, the dolphins were in the rivers. Like, yeah. that was me and my mom, like two fucking idiot losers being like, Sam, do you see the dolphins in Venice? They're coming back. It's yeah. like, bitch, people are dying. Like, whatever. It was like very Vanessa Hudgens. Like, it was very weird. Ah! So, so we were like, we were giggling. We had a good time. Then we're like, let's watch a show dad told us about called The Diplomat. And it has yeah. Carrie um, Washington. No, I wasn't Carrie Hilton. Carry on um, from Felicity. My name is Carrie. I love her. No, um, she's from Felicity. Carry, uh, carry something. Yeah. We're watching this, and her and I both look at each other, and I'm like, "Are you understanding a fucking word that this yeah. woman is saying?" She wasn't speaking in like crazy, like she wasn't saying anything crazy, but our yeah. minds, like mentally, like. I couldn't take that on in the moment. Like I couldn't hear someone talk about like being a British ambassador, like talking about war and Baghdad. Like it wasn't yeah. like registering on us. It was the craziest fucking thing. And then I tried watching G Daisy Jones and the six. Ugh. It was the worst two hours of my goddamn life. I was so fucking mad while I was watching yeah. it. Like with every frame, I was so pissed. These fuckers ruined the book. Ruined it. The yeah. book was so fucking good. Riley Keough is great. Okay, yes. Best actress of our time? I don't think so. <laughs> um, I hated this fucking show, Gracie. Did you see it? I got through 15 minutes and I was like, this is It terrible. was the worst thing I've ever seen. There's a part where the girl Camilla holds a picture from their wedding and like in the book, like I just feel like it could have been so much better and like so much more natural feeling because yeah. like I wish like they had like a bunch of pictures set out and she was like, oh yeah, that's a picture from our wedding. Instead, it was like this. She was like, this is the only picture from our wedding. Cut. I was like, like it felt like they just were feeding them like line by line right and i was like what is going on and then the yeah. wigs were bad that the man that played um the main guy i'm really blanking on names today who looked old as hell yeah he looked ancient yeah and my mom's like how much older is he supposed to be i was like the fact you're asking this so after two episodes i was like mom what are you thinking she goes sam this is really not good i was like mom this is horrible 
we were really striking out. Yeah, I hate that show. And I do agree. I think like once you get done with like an emotional yeah. journey, show, whether it's happy, laughing or sad and takes yeah. you that route. Yeah. Moving back, Moulin Rouge was kind of one of the worst things I've ever done. Yeah. Because it was, yeah, yeah. I went from sobbing, brokenhearted, shattered, like the one of the most beautiful love stories, to like yeah. the train, and I was like, what? Yeah. yeah, it's like ghoulish. It's like really crazy. Like Baz Luhrmann at his like most Baz. He was on acid because yeah. I felt uh, well, like I I don't really like Baz Luhrmann's I stuff. Love- like I don't like Romeo and Juliet. Did you like Great Gatsby? No. What the fuck? I. I know. I felt like the biggest outcast during that era. What? The, when I Great bought, Gatsby came out, I was like, am I supposed to? I would pretend to like it. I bought the soundtrack. I loved it so much. Well, the soundtrack is different than what, I, what we got visually. No, I no, I disagree with you there. I think okay. Great Gatsby does not get its flat. I also don't think Leonardo DiCaprio should have played that guy. I think he should have played the other guy. Gatsby? Yeah, I don't think he was a good Gatsby. I... Sorry. I don't have words. Like I, think I also don't like Carrie Mulligan. Oh my god! I know that movie really didn't do it for me. No, I also no. don't like Tobey Maguire. Well, did you like Elvis? Well, yes, I liked Elvis because Austin Butler was shaking his thing. I'm gonna drop you like a hot problem. Okay, first of all, I had a hyperfixation on Elvis when I was in sixth grade. Yeah, but like I. We were no, hyper- but I loved Elvis. I thought it was fun. I thought the Colonel was absolutely batshit crazy. You know my thoughts baby, on that. Baby boy, baby boy. <laughs> Christmas snowman. I can't believe that was Tom Hanks. No, I honestly give him a Razzie. Honest, oh my god, I loved Elvis. Be- best performance. Do you think Austin Butler is going to be a like? Do you think that was his like one chance, Ooh, or do you think time. that he's could really do something with his career? I think he is. He has the potential to be our next like a lister from our generation. Mm-hmm. Like as our like because we grew up with the a listers like Brad Pitt, Julia Tom Roberts, Julia, Denzel like, Washington. We grew up with them, and mm-hmm. now I think Austin is going to move into that space with like. Florence Pugh, who don't say anything bad about her, because I will <laughs> kill you. Okay, I, you know I was about to. I know I saw your little mouth. And- yeah, you saw me like about to like. <laughs> no, like Florence Pugh, Zendaya, Timothy Zendaya, Chalamet, Harry Styles. You know who I'm thrilled is not on that list any longer. Shailene Motherfucking Woodley. Oh, the bitch. I- I don't wear a cell phone. I don't wear a backpack. I'm like, you were in an Oscar nominated film. Will you shut the fuck up? That is like what I had a problem with J Law back in the day. Yeah. And she does. She was like, I really don't like being famous. I'm a normal girl. I'm like, then don't be in one of the highest rated franchises of all time, sweetie. Bye. I, uh, she should have stopped. Shailene should have stopped with Secret Lives of the American Teenager because that show was perfection. Top her bangs, her side bangs. No notes. That mm-hmm. was the craziest show I've ever seen in my life. We don't talk about ABC Family's shows enough. ABC Family was giving us hit after hit after hit, and we did Wildfire. Pretty Little Liars. Yeah, I was a Pretty Little Liar for sure. I was in that. You stand. were a PLL. I mean, yeah, and like the HBO. That was a cultural blind spot for me. Oh, Sam. I know. I, uh, it was it, one of those things where it's like I couldn't get into it because it was like too far into it. Like you had to be in it from the beginning because mm-hmm, you. The this jump. Is, well, 
it was appointment television y'all are young actually i don't know if you're i I think my demographic is about my age but like streaming is like relatively new like if we weren't watching the shows live then we weren't watching them that's crazy to me that we because like we were really closed off to some things but pretty little liar caught them on a rerun oh that was a good time it was a rare rarity yo did a remake of pretty little liars and this is old news but if y'all like spooky scary but like sexy teen drama y'all have like it is scary and like amazing speaking of you don't need to watch it what happened to sabrina oh it's done wow sabrina the remake on netflix yeah yeah Oh, my God, don't get me. That's actually kind of like a sore spot for me because you loved Sabrina. It was season one was some of the best original television. It was so good and unique and like easy and fun and light. And Mm. not to get like kind of spooky with you guys, but every time I would like binge Sabrina, something good would happen in my life. Oh, randomly, like just good things would happen during this era. So sometimes when I was in a dark place, (laughs) I would be like, it's time to watch Sabrina because good things will happen. So maybe there's a little magic for you in there. I like that. Do you you have shows like that? You're like, good things happen to me when I'm doing this. I'm going to do this. No. Oh, okay. Well, no. <laughs> I like no, but I, I am a very strong manifester. I've been told that multiple times by oh, like empaths and stuff. Do you remember our manifestation era? Oh, we were the happiest we've ever been. Sam, why did we stop? Like, y'all, we were like, we, we you guys don't even know. We would journal, we would talk positively about ourselves and like but honest we would be honest like we'd be like you know i'm not loving this yeah we would go to bed at night and we'd text each other and be Mm -hmm. like so tell me what you're grateful oh my god that is so weird that we did that yeah but guess what we were thrilled we were happy as clams happy we're like tell me what you're grateful for today and like tell me like I'm going to say good things about you and you'll say good things about me and we'll go to sleep with like love and happiness. And, and guess what? I slept like a goddamn baby. Oh, we should get back into that. I don't, I, think I was in enough. like a weird relationship at that time and yeah. I couldn't even see the signs that he hated my guts because I was so happy. I think your art, your podcast would not do well if we were in our positive era. Cause people want to hear, yeah, people, people want to hear real shit. Yeah, they don't want to hear like we're not oh, manifesting. We're we're grateful for Shailene Woodley's talents. Yeah, go fucked. Get fucked. Anyway, well, you guys, this was such a fun episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. This was kind of like a hodgepodge. Yeah, hodgepodge bet. It was a hot mess, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> Tell everybody where they can find you, Gracie. Okay, well, I got to do this right or Sam will yell at me. You can follow me on Instagram at Gracie Bullet, G-R-A-C-I-E-B-U-L-L-E-I-T. Come join Gracie Nation. Uh, we talk about everything that you could ever want. And um, yeah, do it or don't. I don't care. Do, do <laughs> or die. It, well, never mind. Is that how you talk to him, Pretty Little Liars? No, pre- Ugh, Sam, I actually think you might want to re- like, watch it. For I could first. probably get into it. Yeah, I think you would love it. You know what we need to bring back to Spooky Club. I was just thinking that we haven't done that in years, y'all. Sam and I used to Sam, me and Matt would all like pick a scary movie and press play at the same time and text the whole time through. So we were like all hanging out because we all live mm-hmm. in different spots, and we we would make sure that the movies really were on at the same time. Yeah, we would like Facetime for the first two seconds to like make sure mm-hmm. it lined up. 
because it was so funny. Remember we did that with that nun movie, The Keepers? No. That one. Remember when they found the nun costume in the attic? We screamed. Screamed. Remember It Follows where it would like this movie was just like it like people following them. That was fucked. Yeah. Don't get me started on fucking Chuckles. Hush. We watched too. We did so well. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And I will see you guys later this week. Bye. Media Production.